Hola, hola. It's your girl, Erica from America. Welcome to the Confidence Chronicles podcast. This podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are. Stop giving a fuck what people think about you. Start standing as your fully expressed self. As you are, queen, as is, there is no filter needed. You are fucking awesome. And I am here to remind you. I'm a confidence coach, a business mentor, a speaker, an author, and I am obsessed with women standing up, showing up, and creating their confidence. And I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. Hello, welcome to the podcast. I am so happy. First of all, I've been sitting in the sun and when I am tan, I just feel like a whole new human being. Second of all, we have been all month, the whole month of January, we've been renovating our house. So we bought this house. I shared with y'all, if you listen to the podcast last year, I need to do a podcast about it or did I? I'm not sure. I can't remember right now because my brain cells, yo, (laughs) I think I've inhaled tile and like flooring up my nose into my brain. And I can't think properly because that's all we've been doing this month. But I did buy a home myself, my little Puerto Rican self from the ghetto. I saved $150,000 and we bought a seven-figure home. Now, this home was awesome. However, old school kitchen, not even old school. I just didn't like the kitchen and I am all about cooking. I love cooking and I wanted to get a really big and nice looking kitchen. The bathrooms needed to be done and the floors. So two bathrooms, the floors and the kitchen. So it's a big job. So me and Hamish have been, my husband have been demolitioning the house. Yo, I'm just going to go ahead and say that the best thing I've ever done in my life has been pick up a goddamn sledgehammer and knock some shit out like some shelving. I was just, I'm smashing tiles with this sledgehammer. It is the best thing in the world. And if you have any aggression issues or if you are angry or sad or you want to like just blow off some steam, I can really see how construction workers like I felt like I was building my testosterone. Okay, I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but I was feeling the feels while I was hitting those tiles and like smashing shit. It was awesome. So we've been doing that all month and January is summer in Australia. So it's like the peak of summer. It's like July in America in their summer. It is hot as hell, 100 degrees. And we are up in here sweating our asses off. Like my fingers hurt, my back, everything's tight and sore. So I've just been renovating. It's been amazing. I've loved it. I'm so excited to share. If you follow me on Instagram, you're going to see it on my stories. I'm going to be sharing the whole process. It's very exciting to be able to break something, to create your own home. My kids have been helping us, just throwing things into like this big bin that comes to your house. So it's just been an amazing process. I've been all up in that. So I'm tan. I'm happy. I've been moving my body a lot. And I'm just really happy to get back into work. I don't know if I told you, but that vacation was stressful. My vacation that I had, I'll have to do a podcast episode about that because it was not what I thought it was going to (laughs) be. It was not what I thought it was going to be. Put it like that. So I'm very happy to be back and working and doing my thing. And I wanted to come on with this episode because Hamish and I were talking about our relationship. So we recently had our nine-year anniversary. 
wedding anniversary, nine-year wedding anniversary. Like, yo, I've been with Hamish for nine years. Insane. And we were talking about how crazy I was when we first met and how I had so much stuff. I had so much pain. I had, there was a lot of drama going on. And I drank a lot of alcohol. And I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, but I was very toxic. I was in some toxic shit because there was a lot of pain. I had so much pain. And I had never met someone like my husband who was doing the work, who is a masculine, beautiful man, sexy man in his feminine though. Like he could be in his feminine. Like he could be with the gentleness and nurture and slow down and listening and caring and loving and peaceful and not in his ego. And I had only seen toxic masculine. I hadn't seen the powerful masculine. And he is in the powerful masculine with elements of being able to move into the feminine. And I was fully toxic masculine. If you don't know what any of this shit means, let me know. We can do a podcast on it because we definitely want to talk about this. We're going to do it anyway. Go and Google it and then come back and we're going to do a podcast on it. Okay. So I was sharing with him yesterday because I've been talking to my clients. A lot of my clients are having issues in their marriages. A lot of my clients are single and looking for someone and they're not finding the love of their lives. They're finding, you know, terrible people that they're attracting and they're working with right out in the dating world. And it made me think of an episode that I wanted to do today's episode about how people can change. And I want to just say before we get into this episode where I'm going to talk about the possibility and the opportunity and the awesomeness that is change when someone that you do want to be with and that you love is trying and they do change and that there is hope for someone who may be a hot mess express like I was. There is hope that that person will transform into who they need to be and who they know they can be. And you can have an amazing relationship or friendship. People do change and people can change and it happens. But before we get into it, I want to have a little caveat. I'm not saying stay in a relationship with an asshole. I'm not saying keep wishing and hoping and seeing the potential in the douchebag that is your partner or your air quotes friend. I am not telling you to wait until this person wakes up and realizes that you are worthy and they shouldn't treat you like shit. I'm not saying that. So do not get my words twisted on this episode. I am not telling you to stay in a shit relationship or friendship or job. I'm not telling you to wait and hope. I'm not telling you to see the potential and just keep seeing the potential of who they could be, but they're not. If you have that issue, go and listen to the Single Ladies series. Watch them Red Flags podcast. Even if you're married, especially if you're married, go and listen to the Red Flags episode. Okay, I'll link it in the show notes. Because I for sure I'm not telling you stay in a fucked up relationship where you're not happy and you're getting treated like shit. Okay, this is not permission to do that. <laughs> like Erica said, there's potential. I'm going to wait. What this episode is about, and it's very, it's very rare. And I was almost not going to record this because I think what you may hear is stay with the asshole. It'll get better. He will change because he can change. So please, I'm not saying do that because can he or she or they change. Of course. Hello. Everybody could change. Will they? That's a different story. Can they change? Yes. Will they change? I don't know. You don't know. Only they know. And as the beautiful and amazing Maya Angelou said, when people show you who they are, believe them. 
Don't think you know better than that person who is telling you, this is who I am. And you're going to think, no, they don't know what they're talking about. I know who they could be. They are literally telling you who they are. Believe them because you will be surprised in a bad way. It won't be good if you stick around. So now that that's said, okay, we're clear that I'm not telling you to stay in a shitty ass bad relationship. Now that that's said, I want to tell you a story. When I met Hamish, oh my God, 10 years ago, makes me get emotional. He's amazing. I was so hurt. I was just hurt. I had been stomped on by life. I had been stepped on. I had been reversed on. I had been broken into a million pieces shattered. And then I had been in relationships where I got treated like shit. I got cheated on. I got condemned for my past. I was asked to remove tattoos. I did have two tattoos. I don't really have them anymore. One I have a little bit, but I had two tattoos. It's a story for another day. I I just was treated really badly, really badly in relationship. And don't feel sorry for me because I also accepted that. And who I was being was attracting those asshole people that I was attracting. Okay. So I have a full responsibility taking in that. And you do as well if you're attracting these people in your life. And the day you wake up to your responsibility will be the day that that shit changes. Okay. So I was in this relationship. The guy broke up with me on my birthday. I met Hamish. He was my personal trainer. We were friends. He was just so lovely to me. I told him my whole story. He was the first person in my whole life that I told my story to. And he just looked at me and was like, oh my God, you're amazing. And I'm like, what? You don't think I'm something's wrong with me or I'm messed up or I'm fucked up or I'm hopeless or, you know, there's no hope for me. You don't think I'm damaged goods. Like, what? What do you mean I'm amazing? What are you talking about? I thought he was just going to be like, man, that's messed up. You know, like you got to fix that shit. You got to do this. He just looked at me with his beautiful yellow eyes and was like, you're amazing. And I felt so (sighs) makes me get emotional. I felt so seen in that moment by my husband or my friend at the time. I felt so seen and so whole and so complete. And I had never experienced that before. The people that I had dated before had made me feel like my past was something shameful. Like my dad leaving my mom when I was two years old and I came from a broken home was a horrible thing that I should hide. That my modeling photos and being in music videos and a bikini model was the worst thing in the world and that I should be condemned. And so every relationship just made me feel more and more like shit about myself. And I was looking for evidence and I was finding it. And then here I am talking to Hamish and he was just like, it was like his eyes gave me a warm hug and he accepted every part of me. And I was like, whoa, I'd never felt that before. Now. He was amazing. He was gorgeous, beautiful, successful, incredible guy, gorgeous. (laughs) I mean, he was everything that you would want and desire and was lovely and sweet. But I had a lot of pain. And although I liked him and I wanted it to work, a part of me felt like, nah, he's going to wake up to the fact that I'm a piece of shit. You ever felt like that? He's going to wake up to the fact that I'm all fucked up. Something's wrong with me. He's going to wake up to the fact that this isn't going to work. I'm going to fuck this up because I always do all of that. So in order to not feel my pain, because at this point when I met Hamish, I had never done the work. I had never worked on myself. I had a life of traumatic experiences. My husband had just died. I dated two assholes in Australia. I'm in another country. I know no one. I have no friends. Literally, and I had never done the work, and I meet Hamish. And he starts talking to me about the work. 
and we go out dancing and partying and having fun. We were young. We had no kids. We're out dancing. We're just dating. So we're in that love bubble. We're still in that love bubble, by the way. We are still in that love bubble. I love him. He is incredible. Bestie. So we go out drinking. And what happens to Erica? I get fucked up, like blasted, drinking way too much, blasted, start flashing my vag at people, jumping in the clubs, start picking fights with people, picking fights with Hamish, throwing shit off my necklaces, throwing them off and throwing my DJs. Completely wild, like wild. Girls gone wild, okay? And my poor husband is just like, who the fuck is this lady? And then he'll be like, are you okay? Are you, are you drunk? I'm like, I'm, what are you I'm not drunk. I'm, are you serious? And he was like, you did it so well. I was like, cause I'm actress. Hello. But he'd be like, you did it so well. I did not think that you would, I just thought that you were fine. And poor guy, like he put up with so much shit. I was in my toxic masculine. I was independent, the boss of everything. I was mean. I said mean words. I did a podcast about this. I think it was called being with a gentleman, gentleman. And then I also did another one called being a masculine woman or something like that. And I was referring to myself like what I thought was masculine, but now I know it was toxic masculine. I'll link those in the show notes. But anyway, I spoke about how I used to say bad things to him, like call him a pussy or be like, you're so fucking soft and just be really rude, brash, mean, disrespectful to Hamish. And now I didn't mean it in that way. However, that's not a way to speak to your partner. That is total disrespect. And I'm so ashamed that I even did that. I've apologized a million times before, but I'm using myself as an example here to let you know that I was, I was fucking hurt. I lost my husband, broke my back, was a fucking child sexual abuse, was abandoned, foster care. There was kidnapped. There was a lot of trauma that I had buried underneath the carpet of my living room, just buried that shit, put it under the rug, under the rug, under the rug. And then I meet Hamish who's like my soulmate, life, like man of my dreams, and I am not okay. I am drinking. I'm fucking everything up. I don't know how to deal with a beautiful person. I am trying my hardest, but I have no idea. He's talking about the universe and spirituality, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I had no idea what that was about. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? You know, I was just very conditioned, very hurt, very traumatized in my victimhood. What? I was in my victimhood. I was in my anger. I was in my zero responsibility taking. Zero responsibility taking. I was in my ego. Basically, who you know me to be, I was the fucking opposite. <laughs> so when I talk to my clients and when I speak on the podcast, like I get it. Like I, I know. I'm not talking about it like I'm thinking about one person that's like that. I was like that. Like I remember being that. That's why people are like, when I listen to your podcast, like you're in my head. That shit was my head. I am in your head. It was my head. So I'm speaking from lived life experience and understanding that I see you. I get it. I know what it is like. And I was a hot mess express. However, the love that Hamish had for me, the conversations that he was willing to have, I say in my sisterhood program, my sisterhood, if you're listening, you know this, be Gandhi. I'm very metaphor, very visual. And when I thought about Hamish, it wasn't because he's Sri Lankan and Gandhi's from India. Wasn't that? It was like Gandhi vibes. Like Hamish reminds me of Gandhi. He's just like this peaceful warrior. Like don't fucking play. He's a warrior. But he's so peaceful and diplomatic and patient and willing to work with someone. And I don't know. I feel like I was unreasonable. 
I was unreasonable and angry my whole life. And he's so reasonable. And now I've taken on many of Hamish's traits, many of his traits. Thank goodness. Like it's just, I soaked him up and, and now we have a lot of similarities of each other. He's taken some of my Puerto Rican, don't fuck with me, motherfucker anger. And I've taken his like Zen, like, okay, let's think about this, right? So we've kind of swapped positions a little bit and it's been beautiful. But I'm sharing this with you because if you would have seen me, if I would have seen me and my client came to me and was like, yo, she's drinking and she's throwing plates and she's fucking crazy. And she's getting drunk. And she's flashing a vagina. I'd be like, yo, that bitch is crazy. Yo, leave. Peace out. That bitch is crazy. Don't do it. It's not worth the headache. Don't see the potential. She's a red flag. That's what I would have said. And I was sharing this with him right before our, it was our anniversary and we love to reminisce. And I was like, ugh, it makes me emotional. I was like, thank you for being patient with me. Like, thank you for waiting. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me even when I would wake up drunk and felt so terrible for what I may have done without remembering, blacked out, didn't remember what I did. And he was still there. He was upset, but he was still there. And he could have walked away. But I was a hurt person. I was a person with so much pain and no way to get out of it. I didn't even know of a way. I didn't even know about the work. I didn't know what the work meant. And for my husband to be such a lovely person and go, I see the potential in you. I'm going to make an offer. And if you don't take it, we're done. And that was the difference. I'm over here crying about my husband. Oh my God, I love him. Anyway, he was like, I'm going to make an offer. I'm going to recommend, I'm going to invite you gently, by the way. So my love, if you are trying to invite your partner to do the work gently, he was so gentle and sweet about it. Hey, I know about this work. I do coaching and meditation. What do you think about this? And are you willing to look at that? And if you need some help with that, I'm happy to be there for you. And this book really helped me. He wasn't like, you know what you need to do? You crazy bitch. You need blah, 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 because you got anger issues and abandonment. He didn't do any of that. He didn't point the finger at me. He didn't accuse me. He didn't throw books at me. He didn't say, if you don't fix yourself up, I'm out. He invited me gently in such a beautiful way that felt inspiring. Like I wanted to do it. And I took the invitation. That's the difference. When I talk about a red flag and somebody who's no good and somebody who is treating you like shit and somebody who, you know, is not interested in working on themselves and they think there's not a problem in your relationship and you're like, there's a problem. We got a problem, Houston. And they're like, there's no problem. And you're like, no, there's a problem. And I'm not happy because when you do X, Y, Z, if you don't fix this up, if we don't work this out, I'm out. And they don't hear you and they don't do anything about it. Or they worse, they say, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I'm going to go see that therapist. Yeah, I'm going to do this. But they just go to counseling because you want them to. And they don't go for them because they genuinely don't think there's a problem. They're not believing you, basically. You can't help that. I was not like that. I knew I had my fucking tail between my legs every time I woke up on the weekend because I knew I drank too much. I got out of hand. I was fucking trying to numb out. I would yell and scream. And then I felt bad. And I was a fiery fucking hothead. And I'm still, I got my fire, but I'm not. She doesn't come out that fiery, crazy person anymore. I don't need to bring her out. She's not powerful. It's very loud, but I don't need to bring her out. And so when I realized that, when I said, yes, I took his hand and I said, yes, yes, I want to do this. Yes, I want to change. Yes, I want to do the work. Yes, I know there's a problem. And I know that I'm using alcohol to numb out of this. And I'm willing. Yes, I want to do this with you. That was the game changer. 
So his patience, his Gandhi. Oh yeah, I didn't tell you about Gandhi. So Gandhi's like, you got to be Gandhi. So Gandhi's like, be the change you wish to see. So Gandhi's very patient. He has to be the change. He doesn't go, I wish the world would change. He goes, let me change. And if I change, the world will change. Now, is it going to take a long time for the world to change? Yup. But he's willing to wait. He was willing to wait. He was like, I know who I am. And I'm going to put the opportunity and the offer there for you. And I'm going to give you some time and I'm going to be patient. But you have to take that and say yes. And I need to see you trying and see you doing the work and see you attempting and see you booking appointments and see I took that, yo, I took the work. I took the coaches. I took the seminars. I took the retreats. I took the books and I fucking devoured it. I took credit cards so that I could pay to go to things. I said no to a wedding ring that he wanted to buy me. He had $8,000. And I talk about this on the podcast and in my book, go get the book. Confidence feels like shit. Please go get it. I talk about this and my story of how we built our business. And he's like, I want to buy you a ring. And I'm like, I don't need a fucking ring. I don't need an $8,000 ring. I need this retreat. I need to heal my shit and build my business and do what I came here to do is stop messing around. And we invested that money. And to this day, it's the best money I ever invested. All the money that I invested in me is the best money I've ever invested. Not my fucking Gucci bags and bullshit. I don't even have a Gucci bag. Like, you know what I'm saying? So he waited. He was patient. But I said yes. And not only did I say yes, I'm going to work on myself. Not only were my words nice words, but when you looked at me, my actions were matching up with the words. That is the key. How do you know if you should wait? If someone's changing, do their words match their fucking actions. If their words aren't matching their actions, it's a bunch of bullshit. They're just words that you could believe, but then nothing changes. And I was like, no, I know I need to change. I get it. I can see it. And I'm willing to do it. And I put in the work. I put in the hours, the money, the time, the energy, the investment. We were freaking broke, but we had all this money wrapped up into personal development so that we could create who the fuck we are now. And now we're not broke. And now we can create whatever we want. But I needed to do that. And he needed to see me do that. And we did. And that is the reason why our relationship is so next level amazing. 10 years strong. It's like I met him yesterday. He is, I can't, he's incredible. I don't know anyone, and I'm not saying this to be cocky. I'm telling you straight up. I don't know anyone that has a relationship like ours. We haven't met anyone in all of our lives together. There's no one we can model as a couple to go, oh yeah, that's it. And so we don't, we create our own relationship and we create our own values and our own rules and our own things in our family. And we're on track. We're on board equally together. And he's taken from me and I've taken from him. We're willing to learn, willing to wave the white flag. That's why we do power couples, because I'm like, man, we got to talk about this. People can have these incredible relationships, have sex on fire. Like our sex is better every year. Like we can have that. How do we have that? How can we have it and someone else can't? You can. And people do change if they want to. People change when they want to change, when they feel ready for change. We cannot force change on people. I was ready. Hamish made a gentle invitation and I was dying to do something because I was in so much pain and everything I was doing wasn't working. So before Hamish made that invitation, I looked in the mirror and I saw me and I was like, shit, you've always been here, bitch. It's you with you. It's me with me. And I'm still getting these shitty results. There's nobody to blame. I'm looking around. There's nobody in the mirror. It's Erica. Looking at Erica. So when Hamish came to me with the offer of, hey, do you want to work on yourself? Do you want to read this book? Do you want to do this work? 
I was already aware that it was me against me, that I was at that point where I knew I needed to do something. If you're pushing your partner prematurely and they don't know that they need to do the work and they don't know that there's a problem and they don't know that you're not happy and they don't know that they're being a victim and they don't know that they're fucking up the whole relationship, you ain't going to tell them. They have to come to that place. But when you see someone who says, I want to do this, I want to do better, I want to change, and you see them trying and they're going to fuck up. I fucked up plenty of times after that, but I kept my promise. I kept doing the work. I kept showing up. Hamish kept seeing me try and kept seeing me shift and evolve and change. In 12 months, I was a completely new person, but I went ham in those 12 months. I devoured everything. And so I want to say this to you. If you have a relationship or someone you're working with, or you are the person like me, that you feel like I fucked up so many times, I don't know if anybody wants to be with me, but I'm ready now to change. You can attract love. You can attract great friendships. You can attract the great relationships into your life. If you're willing to do this work, your past does not get to equal your future. And all the fucked up shit you did, there's a whole podcast coming about cancel culture because I just can't even with our fucking culture right now. The bad shit that people do 14 years later, 30 years later, they're apologizing like you were 12 years old. Okay, I'm sorry you wore a fucking stupid costume when you were 12. You're fucking 45. Really? If anybody comes for me, I did a bunch of fucked up shit. Let me just tell you right the fuck now. Don't be surprised. When I was younger and I was drinking and I was crazy, not proud of her. But I was ready to change and I was ready to be with Hamish and I was ready to come to the other side, take responsibility, do the work, cry my tears, heal my fucking wounds. Woo! They were cut. They were bleeding. They were not healed at all. And so in that entirety of that time, he saw me desire it. He saw me do it. He saw me go for it. I wasn't talking shit. I was doing shit. That's the difference. That's the difference that I want you to pay attention to. If somebody in your life is trying and they're changing and they're shifting and you're watching them, have a little patience. Be Gandhi, higher level, raise the white flag. You can see them trying. And at the end of the day, the number one thing that's going to get you through it is communication. If you are talking and you are sharing and you are listening, you're winning. This is it. Okay, so I love you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Personal story, I want to let you know because people be like, you're amazing. I was a hot mess, okay? Proudly, I was a hot mess and I needed to do the work, but I also needed someone to introduce me. I had never heard of this shit before. Where I'm from, there's no role models. There was no one that's like, let me help you to do what this is. I didn't know anything about the shit that I know now. And so if you're in this situation, a bit of patience, a bit of communication goes a long freaking way. If you need some more support with this or you want more help with this, hit us up, email me. We do power couples. Hamish and I are doing some seminars this year around power couples. We're doing a retreat around power couples. And I do have a training on my website somewhere on power couples that we recently did. If you want to check it out, please let me know. I hope you enjoyed this episode, whether it's a partner or it's a friend or it's a family member. This shit matters. Relationships, communication, it's everything. I love you so much. Have a beautiful week and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. I freaking love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for your ears and your energy and your attention. Thank you for letting me into your world. And thank you so much for listening and tuning in to this podcast. There are so many podcasts you can listen to. And I deeply, deeply, for real, for real, appreciate you listening to mine. Do me one big favor, one big thing. Please share this episode or this podcast 
with a woman who you know needs to hear this. This is my mission on planet Earth to serve as many women as possible so that we can show up, stand up, speak up, and create the confidence and the life that we desire. I appreciate you, my love. I will see you on the next episode. 